Oh, so um, here's a silly fact. Um, I ordered this, Mandy, right here. Yes. And, oh, did I send you that Snapchat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm you like, did. I'm like, what are the fucking odds that I get Mandy on the day that I'm wearing my Mandy shirt? I felt like a dork answering the door, but nonetheless. And my wife was like, well, you did order them around the same time. And I was like, I don't need your sass. Like, I don't need your <laughs> logic. I don't need any of that. Um, where is it? It's at the top of the screen. I already wrote it down. Hello. Welcome to episode 88. Um, my name is Austin Proctor. I'm your host. And that's Corey Johnson over there. hey Hey, oh, that was a quick one today. Yeah, n- nice okay. and short. Nice and short. We are doing Creature Features Part 4. It's that time. It's happening. Deal with it. I mean, these are usually our most fun yeah. episodes. <laughs> these and Foreign Frights are the, the two best. The only ones that have kept going. Everything else has been different. Yeah, because we, well, I know we had so much fun with the first Foreign Frights and the first Creature Features that, like, I'm pretty sure... Like the second we were done recording, I was like, so that's going to be a part one of yeah. many to come. <laughs> and we do, you know, we do a lot. We don't do a lot, but we do a few where there are certain parts. Like I know me and Gabby are going to do another Stephen King one. It's funny because we did Stephen King episode six and then eight, part one and two. And then now we're on 88 and I'm like, fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> I got to bring that shit back. It's like the uh, the ultimate villain showdown, too. <laughs> Oh my god, it's got so hard to post. Okay, so from your phone, from my actual iPhone device, I can't do fucking polls anymore. Yeah. They took that option away, and they were like, you can do it, but you have to go on to like the... Who the fuck goes on to a browser (laughs) on your computer and goes to Facebook? So I did that a couple times because I remembered, but I'm like, so I'm going to just... If I can ever remember, I'm like, hey, remember that thing we started probably about a year and a half ago? It's, right. it's been almost two years now. Because <sighs> don't forget, there was that whole year that we just all collectively wiped from our brain. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I didn't do any of that last year. I I need to finish it. I know I do. But I just ever, since I can't do it from the convenience of my phone, I, like, I'm never on Facebook on the actual browser, so I forget. But Well, and maybe now that we have a bigger following and like a fresher following just restart it just restart it <laughs> blank slate that's actually not a bad idea because half of the ones that we did the votes went the opposite way that i wanted to and i was like fuck this <laughs> what the fuck it just so many matchups that i was like this is gonna win and they didn't i'm like okay like uh and, and may- maybe we switch the mashup or the matchups the matchups get we, yeah. we we reconvene the entire frightmares crew because that was yeah that was Two or three? No, was, that, no, that was two years was, ago. That was your birthday. Two that was my years birthday ago. two years ago because we were all drunk and I was like, "We're doing this," and I gave everyone a fucking printout of the thing and I was like, "Pick your matchups," and we all fought over it. Well, I mean, I say fought, but like <laughs> we were having fun. And I was like, "You picked that one, fuck you!" And then we finally narrowed it down to the uh, matchup. And then yeah, it's funny. I was actually just thinking about that the other day because <laughs> I was going through and editing the episodes and I was like, "Oh man, Ultimate Villain Showdown." That was so long ago. Oh man, one day we'll actually finish it and it'll be good because we got down one and a half. Or actually, we got down, we got down to like almost the semifinals, and then yeah, then they were like, by the way, you can't make polls on your phone anymore. It's a weird option to take away Facebook. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, is it Mark Zuckerberg? Who cares? Fucking Zuckerberg. I'm looking at you, man. Give me the poll option back. I can do polls on my own personal Facebook, but not the page Facebook or the page of the Frightmares thing. Whatever. Fucking annoying. Just remind me to do that. We'll do I got. Blank slate. I like that. Six months later, it still hasn't happened. 2022 will start at January 1st, probably. I don't know. Um, If we even make it that long. 
Oh my god, it's so good to have you back. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it's been so long. Uh, it's only been like okay, it's been like three weeks. Yeah, it has. Because the last one you were on was the uh, interview with Christopher Armem, and that was posted on the fifth. So yeah, it's been three straight weeks, man. Yeah, uh, fucking life. Fucking man. life. Fucking uh, that forty-hour work week hits you hard. Yeah, especially when you you know your 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 schedule changes, and you know I understand that. You know that's how it was at IKEA for me. It was constantly changing. It was never consistent. But you do have like consistent shift, like shifts though. Like it's like well, a twelve so, to eight or like. So a... now they swapped up what the shifts are. Mm. I used to be able to do twelve to eight thirty. Now they've swapped it from twelve thirty to nine. There, there's like a weird like three to nine thirty shift in there. I could be like eight thirty to five. I could be seven thirty to four. I could be seven to four thirty. It's all these weird little time brackets. See, that's what I miss about that's what I miss about Seven Eleven because Seven Eleven was six to two, two to ten, or twelve to six. That was fucking it. Loved I, that life. Dude. I had I had a ten to six when I worked there. Yeah, I worked overnights as well. Yeah. I fucking Ugh. loved overnights. It was great. <laughs> I got in trouble for you coming in and stocking shit. That I remember one night. that. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I'm here. I'm drunk. I'm stocking this fucking freezer. I don't even work here. <laughs> I didn't give a shit. I love stocking stuff. Um. Oh goodness, creature features part four, y'all. It's fucking happening. So uh, these movies couldn't be. I don't think they could be more different because I picked a '90s cheese fest, and you picked a like six-year-old movie that's much more serious. And uh, yeah, yeah. One one is a very good, but still child's watercolor painting, <laughs> and one is like something in the louvre like it's it's a master we're talking like that that water painting barely made it to the fridge <laughs> the parents were like fuck all right timmy just put this on the fridge i guess it's it's like i'm not disappointed by it but it's really not it's on the verge of yeah. me wanting to set it on fire and just it's get rid cosmically of it average yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I i mean i still loved it because for what it was but i mean at the oh, end of the no, day it, it was it was a lot of fun yeah. i will say that it was a great time but even at an hour 32, I it, was yeah, like, it, it, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, <sighs> I'm with you. Because at about the hour 10 mark, I was like, all right, this is dragging a bit. And then they had a very weird climax to the movie that I didn't really make too much sense to me. But <laughs> nonetheless, we're going to review these two. I'm just going to talk about quickly or not quickly. I mean, we have time because we're not going to go too deep into these because at there's at the, the same point in each movie, about 30 to four, or 40 to 45 minutes in. We hit a point where I was like, we should probably stop talking about them about this point. So we're not going to go too deep dive like we normally do. But um, so I'm going to talk about the umpteen million movies I got this week because I got a lot. So you already heard me talk about Mandy. Got that today. I don't know if you have seen this. You particularly. I have. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. It is a wild revenge tale. And of course, Nick Cage is at the helm and oh. Wow. Apparently, Nick Cage gives the performance of a lifetime, according to this uh, quote on the back. I don't know about that. I mean, have, it's really good. Have they never seen National Treasure? Or Face Off? I mean, I'm just saying. Or literally any movie Nick Cage has ever been in. He's amazing. <laughs> Willie's Wonderland. He doesn't even say a fucking word. And that was the performance of the lifetime of his lifetime. Even Ghost Rider. I mean, the first watch was good. I liked Ghost Rider. I um, liked it until they played it every other day on FX. For really? like, oh, for like nine months, like every <laughs> other day, it would be like Ghost Rider and Dodgeball. 
And I was like, I'm fucking sick of both of I'm, these Yeah, movies. like, I love both of those movies, but wow, I don't want to watch them ever again. Yeah, that's the problem with some TV stations. They're like, by the way, this movie, all the time, you're like... It's like, just... it's like Spider-Man 2. I never want to see that movie ever again. Oh, why? Because it, it played on every day at 3 o'clock on FX. <laughs> I mean, it is... Isn't FX part of Fox, right? Something? It used to be. Now it's like its own thing. Well, it's probably why Spider-Man 2 doesn't play there anymore. Um, all right. So I've got the Night of the Living Dead, the original by George A. Romero. On oh, the, hell yeah. The Criterion Collection, because apparently, according to my friend, Michael, this is the best it's ever looked. And I've never seen this. So got that. And also, I got the apparent remake that I didn't even know fucking existed from 1990, directed by Tom Savini, starring Tony Todd. Oh, yeah. No, you what? didn't. I didn't know this existed. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> I was going to buy this one off Amazon because, you know, I, I know if you buy it, like I typically like to buy straight from Criterion or Arrow or, you know, Shout Factory, but it can take a while. So I went to Amazon. I found this Criterion edition of Night of Living Dead. I was like, cool. But I saw this one and I was like, so is this just a different cover? Because it does say George A. Romero's on top. And I'm, no, Tom Savini. Okay. Tony Todd. It's like, wait. Wait, no, is, wait, is Tony Todd on this? Am I wrong? Oh, shit. I might have to look this up. I swear to God, I saw Tony Todd. Nonetheless, I saw this, and I was like, dude, Night of the Living Dead zombie movie with Tom Savini directing it? I have to buy it. It was like nine bucks. Got that. It, it's good. It's very good. Yeah, I mean, the original has, a, I think it has a 4 or a 4.1 on Letterboxd, and this is a 3.3. So, I mean, I was I was like, it's over 3. I will blind buy that. And it's, and it's, okay, it's, it's a certified classic. Yeah, and like, and like Tom Savini attached to it, that's all I needed to hear for that. Because if you don't know who Tom Savini is, great makeup effects artist. He did, I think he did the, the original Friday the 13th. I mean, so much other shit. He, I, I can't even he name. He is like the name for mid-80s Hollywood makeup. Yeah, practical effects. Like, he, he is a god. So I didn't even know he, honestly, I had no idea that he directed this. I know he directed some things, but that's why when I saw Tom Savini on that, I was like, yeah, I got to watch that. Uh, then I also went to the FYE by my house because, yes, it is the 90s and FYE still exists in my town. There's literally one and I go there all the time. I got you got some great snacks at FYE. Snacks? Yeah. What? Have you never gone to like the, the candy and snack section? Oh, of yeah. FYE? Sorry. Yeah. They have a bunch of like Japanese and like Korean yeah. snacks and yeah. all this all this wild shit. Um, yeah. So I picked up two steelbooks because they were. On sale from 1999 to 6.99. How am I going to say no to that? Got the Tremor Steelbook, the first one. <laughs> uh, pretty awesome. Yes. Inside there, and uh, also the front cover is fucking epic. And that's you know whatever. And then I also got Shaun of the Dead because also fantastic. Yeah, this is a favorite of my wife's. I've seen it once, and I was like, I need a rewatch, and I can't turn this down for fucking six bucks or no, six six ninety nine. Not at all. FYE has like dumb sales there all the time. They're like, hey. It's because they're constantly on the brink of going extinct. Well, and they were actually closed for like the longest out of a lot of businesses during COVID because I checked the, the Altamont Mall website every other day. Like, are they open? Are they open? No, I'm like, oh, I was like, oh my God, they're going to fucking close. I mean, if they close, I'm going to go in there and buy the rack of horror movies that they have. Like, just everything. Name Get, your, give name, me. Yeah, name your price 100 bucks, 200 bucks. I, I don't fucking care. I'll take it. Um, but they, they survived. And uh, so, yes, okay, good. Tony Todd is in the remake of Night of the Living Dead. But, yeah, so FYE is great. 
Um, they have a lot of stupid deals. Every time I go on there, it's always buy two used, get one free, or get one for a dollar. So I typically try to take advantage of that. Um, but those are all the horror movies I've got recently. I've gotten, oh my God, so many other movies that are not horror, but I figured we just talked about the ones that are horror. Um, and actually, Night of the Living Dead is going to be coming up in a uh, er, uh, an upcoming episode, so foreshadowing. Um, have you seen the original Night of the Living Dead? I have seen all of the iterations. All of them? I've So I've seen Night of the Living Dead. I've seen Return of That's the That's not Living... the same guy. No. Okay. Well, I've so seen... Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead. That one. Day of the Dead, I think. There's so many yes. of the dead movies. I can't, yeah. I can't fucking keep but, track so of this I've, shit. So I've seen all the Romero joints at least once. I saw the, re- the reboot, yeah. air quotes, with Savini. And then I saw the uh, mid-2000s one. Zack Snyder one. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that was fucking Zack Snyder until I watched the, the Snyder cut recently. And I saw he did Sucker Punch. He oh, did yeah. Dawn of the Dead. And I'm like... I had no fucking clue this guy did those movies. I had no idea. No fucking clue. Um, speaking of Snyder Cut, by the way, if you have HBO Max and you have four <laughs> you have four hours, fucking do it. <laughs> fucking do it. It will it will completely change your opinion on the Justice League movie because that that sucked a bag of dicks. So did you see the original Justice League? Yeah. Fucking it, awful. Yeah, it was horrible. Fucking awful. But the problem is, well, not the problem, but the reason why Snyder left is because his fucking 11-year-old daughter died, so he had to step away from that, and then Josh Whedon took over, didn't take any directorial credit, just took over, finished the movie, so he came back. Like, we didn't even need this movie, but Snyder was like, you know what, no, this is for the fans, I'm going to recut this. He didn't take any money from anything that the Snyder Cut will bring in. Completely did it, you know, free. I'm like, wow, you're not the fucking movie we need, but the movie we deserve. Yeah. Batman. Ba- yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I would, the, the First off, the Nolan Batman series is like probably my, it's it's in my top five favorite of all times. Like the series itself or just like a certain movie? No, the, like the series itself. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's definitely the best. It's my favorite Batman trilogy. And also, Dark Knight is, I think that's probably number two or three on my top ten list, like, of all movies of all time. Mm. It's just so good. I, I'm I'm partial to Batman Begins, not even a lot. Like, the like the first one? Oh, no, I love that one as well. That's a, that's probably the best uh, fucking, what do you call it? Oh origin story? There we go. Origin yeah. story ever. It's just so good. I mean, I do like uh, Christian Bale's Batman. I just hate the Batman voice he does. Or just, uh, like okay we get it you know that's the only thing i don't like no, about bale's performance this is batman no <laughs> <laughs> that's the only thing i don't like about bale's performance other than that i think he's badass and um you know funnily enough i actually do like affleck's or affleck whatever ben affleck's performance um as batman in the snyder cut justice league i actually because you know i wasn't too big on him and any of the ones he was in you know batman or superman uh, Justice League. I think he was in one other as Batman. I don't know. But was it Wonder Woman? Maybe. I can't, I thought he was in three total. Nonetheless, um, I actually enjoyed him as Batman in the Snyder Cut much more, and just the movie overall. Just it it fleshes out so much more, and it just makes so much more sense. Speaking of Batman movies and Batman actors, what the fuck happened to the Robert Pattinson Batman? Mm. That's not coming out till like twenty twenty two. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got that teaser 
to get us hyped for it, but that's not yeah, yeah that's like that's okay. Like, yeah. I thought I thought maybe COVID just like wiped it off the face. No, of, no, no. Oh, okay, good. No, no, it's happening. Because I was like, that's the Batman I'm hyped for. Yeah, because that trailer I saw was like well, not only oh, not o- not only that, shit. but between watching the lighthouse, fucking um, Tenet, and going back and watching some of Pattinson's other movies. Good I'm, time. I'm like fucking Cosmopolis. Oh yeah. Like yeah. I'm like okay, him is Batman. I'm about it. Yeah. Fuck yes. Because you know it's unfortunate that some actors kind of get into like you know even like uh oh god Harry Potter what the fuck is his name oh uh, Radcliffe. Yeah. You know he did eight of those movies and you're like you're Harry Potter. I don't care what else you do. Like you're Harry Potter. But you know he's done other things and he like you know um Horns was fucking great. Horns the uh, w- uh woman in black woman in- lady in the water. Oh no. Woman in uh, black. The woman in black. Yeah. I think that was it. He's done that and then Guns Akimbo like. He's a great, he's a great, that was, it's silly, it's silly, but it was fun. It was a very fun movie. That was, I think I watched Guns Akimbo like the last time I got drunk. (laughs) And you're like, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah. But like, he's a good actor. So I'm glad to see Pattinson is, you know, branching out, doing different things, doing very well at it. And he's won me over because I was always just kind of like, "Mm, those Twilight movies are terrible. Yeah. I've only seen bits and pieces of them and I hate them. Oh boy! But then you you know you see him as he's kind of grown and just done better things. So yeah, him as Batman, fuck yeah, dude! I'm ready to see him rock some shit. Because he was basically Bruce Wayne and Tenant anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I mean yeah, he he kind of had that kind of demeanor going on, and then he uh, also is is he is he British? Is he or was he was that a fake thing? No, Tenet? he's actually British. Okay, because I can't keep up. With, <laughs> I can't keep up with who's actually British and not anymore because I'll see them in a movie where they're British and, I'm, and I look it up and I'm like, oh shit, they're actually like English. What the fuck? Okay, so he's actually British. Um, but yeah, Batman is scheduled. I think on IMDb, it's just it just says 2022. Okay, so we're getting it. It's just they they were they were doing that thing where they tease you. They're like, hey, this is gonna be out in like two years. I'm like, can you just let me know when it's gonna be out in like six six months? Yeah, don't 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 tease me for for two years. Uh, but yeah, I I am very excited for that because of everything he's done. And oh, what was that other one that he was in? No, I'm thinking of Lighthouse. Never mind. Never mind. I'm getting all this shit confused. All right. Um. I think that's all I have to say. We've killed we've killed some pretty substantial time here. Bullshitting. Zool is dead. Yikes. Dead air. <laughs> dead, dead air. All right, I guess let's just move on to these fucking wild movies. We're going to start with the cheese fest first because we're just going to do it. Um, let me get my notes here. So this is Mosquito uh, from 1990. Well, okay. So it was released in Japan in 1994, and then it went straight to video in the U.S., Guess it didn't do too good in Japan because we didn't even get a theatrical release in the U.S. So this is rated R, hour and thirty-two minute runtime. Now, was it? Re- do you know if it was released as is in Japan, or was it a completely different movie that we fucking American? I mean, it just you know I went to release dates and it just said Japan, you know, like November something, nineteen ninety-four, and then it, it said it said May twentieth, nineteen ninety-five video premiere in usa so mm. you know maybe they tested it out over there and they were just like no i mean this doesn't seem like it would do good over there this doesn't seem uh, no not at all i mean barely did well over here because straight to video yeah fuck it especially because those mosquitoes just godzilla stomps on those but like, i mean they look besides the really terrible super claymation yeah superimposed claymation ones they looked fucking legit and they, I, they were pretty cool i will give them that um, the the problem that I had with it is they very rarely 
had them fully on screen. It was always like they'd be moving real quick or it would be like a close up of. Did you watch this movie? There was so many times when they were close up. No, I'm I'm saying like full, but like you don't see a full like regular picture of them. They're always like moving at the screen or moving real fast. I saw, I don't know, maybe I don't, I saw plenty of them on Uh, screen, uh, like dangling around and shit. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I thought they were, I thought they were, they're pretty good because, you know, for no, but they were really dope looking. Yeah. They look great. Uh, especially for 1995. Because that's still kind of in the era where they were using a lot of practical effects, but you can blatantly tell that there's some shots where I had to facepalm because it just was like, oh man, you're trying so hard for 1995, but man, it has not aged well. Like when they're all, like when they're in the RV and they're being chased by all the mosquitoes behind them, it's just, I don't even know what that was. It wasn't claymation. It was like, it was almost like they were drawn, like hand drawn and put on the screen and just kind of shake. And it was yeah. like, oh no. So I, I, I hate movies like that when they have such good practical effects, but then they counter that with just awful claymation or animation yeah, and, like, and the, the the thing that i i made me laugh a lot but i really didn't like was they couldn't stick like i will accept two types of effects if you're if you can't do all practical i'll let you do something else but don't do like three and four different <laughs> types of effects yeah because there was practical there was claymation then there was super imposing, and then there was like some weird hand drawn yeah. animation. Like, just do the practical and claymation. Just stick with that. But yeah, they did four different types of mosquito designs, which I was not a fan of. Um, so, like I said, released on May twentieth, nineteen ninety five, straight to video in the U.S. Listed as a horror sci-fi, directed by a guy named Gary Jones. He really only did one other movie, uh, directing wise, and that was Boogeyman three. If you've seen Boogeyman. You know how bad it is. So I can only imagine what it was like directing the third one (laughs) in that series. Uh, He has a lot more visual effects credits than anything. So obviously he tried his hand at directing. Didn't go too well. Went into visual effects. Cool. Uh, This is starring Gunnar Hansen as Earl. You might know him from a little movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre where he played Leatherface. So that was pretty cool that he was in this. That was a fact I learned today. I because <laughs> I don't I don't always go too deep into what they've done. Like I'll just go like, oh, that's who that person is. Like if I recognize them. Yeah. And when you told me that, I was like, I would have never known because I would have never seen his face to begin. The with. only reason I, <laughs> I, I I just know the name because really, besides Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he really hasn't done anything like notable to be honest because I, <laughs> I went through his like 30 or 40 acting credits i'm like okay there's some stuff in here but it's really not anything great which is crazy because you started with like a fucking masterpiece and then that was it he didn't even he wasn't even in okay he was in texas chainsaw 3d or something like that he was in he was in one other texas chainsaw from the late 2000s but that was pretty much it so you're like how can you start so good and then just kind of end up in mosquito <laughs> what the fuck um so that's the main star then we have this guy named ron ashton he plays hendrix he only has five other acting credits but he has 71 credits for soundtrack most notably kong skull island so he took a drastic turn from acting to it, going to do all sorts of awesome it soundtracks. probably paid way better 
That's true. <laughs> um, he actually did another song for a movie called Suck, which was a vampire movie that me and Gabby reviewed on the vampire episode. So he's doing good doing soundtracks for movies. I mean, he probably got paid a lot because he did the entire soundtrack, apparently, to Kong Skull Island. So, I mean, good for you, dude. There was a lot of sound in that movie. So he's obviously <laughs> doing too, pretty good. Um, we have Steve Dixon as Parks. He has five acting credits. That's it. Nothing notable. And then Rachel Loisel, Loisel as Megan. She has a total of two acting credits. Nothing notable. And then Tim Lovelace as Ray. He has 12 acting credits and nothing I recognize. And last but not least, Mike Hart as Junior, whopping four acting credits. So, so we have one super famous guy. One guy who's famous, but like on a back end, you know, like a behind the scenes in the industry, in the industry. And then you have like three or four people that fucking didn't do shit in acting besides this and a couple of other stuff. So, well, very and, odd mix of people. And when it comes to stuff like this, you get one of two things. You get, OK, this is the movie I'm in and it's going to take me absolutely nowhere or you're going to Kevin Bacon it. Yeah, like those <laughs> those are your only two <laughs> options. And for them, unfortunately, it did not work out because, like I said, all the acting credits that I saw were just movies. Like this would even be one that I didn't hadn't heard of if I had seen these people and something else. I'm like, what the fuck is Mosquito? I don't know what that is. So, unfortunately, for a lot of these people, it just didn't work out. And I mean, if this was their first movie, I can kind of see why because it's not like this movie. <laughs> this movie wasn't groundbreaking. I mean, I related to it on the level of I live in Florida and mosquitoes are fucking annoying. I couldn't imagine giant ones. Nah, fuck that. Flying. I'd be like, no, fuck that. That's why I have a gun. Fucking fuck you. Um. So yeah, but apparently, you know, none of these people really, you know, their acting career shit didn't really take off. Uh, the budget was apparently two hundred thousand dollars, which. Yeah, not that, bad. that tracks. That tracks. Uh, <laughs> no info for how much it grossed because straight to DVD in America. So, you know, there's not really a record on box office for that. But we can tell you that it was almost guaranteed to have been in Blockbuster and Blockbuster doesn't exist anymore. So Except for that one in Bend, Oregon. There's one left. Oh, yeah. That's it. Well, I don't even think they rent movies. I think they just sell merch. I mean, they probably do. <laughs> There's actually a uh, new uh, documentary called The Last Blockbuster on Netflix. And I was like, you were the bastards that put them out of... That's fucked up. Wow. Well, they offered to buy them. I know. Yeah. And they were like, no. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was a fucking <laughs> multi-million dollar mistake. Uh, so, yeah, no no info about how much it grossed. And uh, movies that came out around the same time, not that it mattered because this went straight to DVD. But we have Crimson Tide. Which was a very good movie. Great movie. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Eh. Braveheart, uh, good movie. Tales from the Hood, fantastic. Casper, eh. <laughs> the Bridges of Madison County, never heard of it. I've heard of it, but only from The Office. Congo, Pocahontas, and Batman Forever. All three Boom. of those are bangers. Boom. Uh, body count in this was, if I did my math right, which because there was a lot, I believe there was six that were actually on screen, and about like because. <laughs> There's one sweeping camera motion where it's just body, 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 body. So I was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, six, six. So I counted 32 minimum, but there was probably more. So it's like about 40 people that die in this fucking movie. Uh, specific horror moments we'll get to after I do my review. So let's dive into this fucking wacky 90s cheese fest. So here we go. Uh, it's really kind of... Uh, annoying at first because the movie bounces around from like six different fucking people because you have 
this starts off in space, which I was immediately in love with. There, there's like a spacecraft that pulls up, and then a smaller spaceship like shoots off the bow of it and goes to Earth. And then you have this uh, random couple that's not in the movie after this one scene. They they pull up and they hop out of their car and they see this thing crash Earth. It's a meteor. And then we have a title sequence, Mosquito. Which, by the way, it should be called Mosquitoes because it's not just one. Yeah. It should have been Mosquitoes, plural. It should have been called Swarm. Or that. Anything besides Mosquito. There was so many more than just one. Anyways. Uh, the next day we see a mosquito being born, question mark. You see this, like, I don't know what that was. He just, like. Yeah, it's a mosquito larva. Like, whoop. So he pops up, and then we see the crash-landed spaceship. Uh, and then a couple is driving in the car. Their names are Ray and Megan. Uh, Ray, yeah, Ray and Megan. And they hit a, gi- a blatantly obvious giant mosquito. And Ray is like, hmm, that was like a bird or something. And she's like, no, it's it's a mosquito. It's right there. And then they go over to the mosquito. And uh, Megan's like, oh, I want to take this back and examine it for, you know, this school thing or whatever. And Ray's like, no. And just like fucking flicks it into the wood. Like, yeah. Goodbye. We're leaving. <laughs> he's like, he's like, we're out here so you don't do school stuff. Yeah. We're here to like have fun. Stop that. Uh, and then we cut to two park rangers, which names are Hendrix and Tony. And they're arguing about who's working that night. And uh, Tony's like, yeah, it's you. And then we never saw Tony again. He left. Also, what? I hate Hendrix. <laughs> Really? He is the most annoying character. He's a pretty bad actor, so. Well, not only that, but his character is literally to be like, Hendrix, go check the basement, but I don't want to check the basement. <laughs> like, that, that, is the, that is the antithesis of his character. It's just the... To not do things that yeah, no I don't, one else wants to do. I don't want to do this. Okay, I'm being bullied to go do this. I'm going to go do it. Yeah. Thanks, bro. He gets Scooby-Doo'd into fucking doing shit throughout the whole movie. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, so Tony mentions to Hendrix that the mosquitoes are getting bad and campers are complaining about them. Okay, great. After that, Hendrix goes to talk to the chief, who goes in depth about how annoying the mosquitoes are. And I'm oh, like, that that was that was one of the greatest monologues ever. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I get it. The mosquitoes are annoying. It's called mosquito. You're laying into this right now. I understand. Like, fucking great. Um, and he's like, okay. So what I want you to do is I want you to go lay down fog cover around the entire campground, so that way it'll you know like keep the mosquitoes away. Cut to Hendrix with the fucking like. What the, what was that? It was like the most like the biggest fog gun I've, I've ever seen. I've, I I don't know what that it was. had to be just like straight up like movie prop. Yeah, it was, it was a movie prop thing because he just li- he he like busts out this thing that looks like a M sixty like light machine gun you'd see in World War Two, and he's just spraying fog into people's faces, into the tents, just on onto food, yeah, o- over small children, everywhere. not like on the perimeter of the campsite, just in everyone's face. It's like, oh my god, this guy is a Fucking dick. And, and then they have cut to one guy where he sprays it on like a hot dog or something. And the guy's like, hey, jerk, why don't you knock that off? And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the 90s. This is the 90s. <laughs> so after he does that, uh, we cut to three guys in camouflage for whatever fuck reason. Don't ever know why that that was a thing. And they they pull off the side of the road because they're lost. And, you know, the, the main guy, Earl, which is Gunnar Hansen, and his two dum-dums, which were Re- or Rex and Junior. It's like, why are we lost? What's going on? I don't understand. So they're trying to figure out where the fuck they are and how, how they can get back to wherever they're going, which is a nondescript location. And we have no idea anything about them. Very odd. So then we cut back to, like, there's so many cuts in this, the first 20 minutes of this goddamn movie. We cut back to Meg and Ray. 
who need a room at a hotel, and they also need to get their car fixed because they hit that giant mosquito and the radiator's fucked. Well, the guy at the cat or the guy at the counter gives them a room, and then he's like, "Okay, call the local shop, and they'll they'll fix you up." And they're like, "Okay, cool." So he calls the local shop, and they're like, "Yeah, it'll be about two weeks. Two weeks to fix a fucking radiator? What what podunk town is this? Like, what planet am I on that it takes uh, yeah, two weeks no, to fix was- a radiator? <laughs> That's a crock of shit." Anyways, we cut to another fucking group of people. It's two guys on a boat, and they're fishing and doing all whatever shit, and then they get attacked by the giant mosquito. One of them dies immediately. He he had no chance. Other guy... Oh, that that was that was my favorite kill of the movie, that by was the way. Say, well, that one and then another one. that, I, that But yes, that, is, that was one of my specific horror moments was mosquito legs to the eyes because the mosquito takes two of his little feelers things and just bam, right in this guy's <laughs> eyes. And I was like, oh, hell yeah, that was dope as fuck. Um, so that's, yeah, that's one of my favorite kills. And then his buddy... Uh, you know, he runs away, but eventually he gets chased down and dies a pretty painful death by mosquito to the abdomen. Pretty fucking sick. Um, then we cut to another group of people or, you know, group of two. It's two. It's a couple doing it in a tent. You get some boobies there. Whatever. Cool. It's 90s movie. So it was a very weird angle. Very well, odd. Yeah. Very odd angles in this fucking movie. It's, oh, it's, my God. It's like for 15 seconds of the movie, the director was like, we're doing this art house. <laughs> <laughs> So you get, yeah, they're doing it and they're like rolling over their hot dogs that are in the tent and like rolling onto all this food. And I was like, you guys are fucking disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he's like, I need to go water the plants. This is really a 90s movie at this point. Yeah. When I heard, when I heard, I need to go water the plants, I was like, Jesus Christ. Okay, dad. And he goes outside to pee w- with a beer and then a uh, lady in the tent gets attacked by a mosquito and the mosquito takes one of its i don't know what the fuck they're called it's like its legs and it's like jabs it into her ass did you do you remember yeah that? well it was, it was okay like, it was like, so before that even happens the mosquito does i guess mosquito foreplay like it's rubbing its let its legs all oh, like yeah. up and down her legs and i was like I thought she was about to get fucked. I was like, please no. Please I was don't like, do this. I was like, okay, this movie is about to take a turn for the worse. Like mosquito rape. I already saw tree rape from evil dead. Don't need to see a mosquito. Oh, yeah. rape. Yeah. I was like, I don't need to see a mosquito doing this, but as like, right as the feeler gets almost there, she like flips over or whatever, but then he just takes his leg and just jabs it right in her butt. I was like, that's a, a weird place to And get. then the guy proceeds to fucking book it back to the tent, beer in hand. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. If I hear my partner screaming in a tent, first thing that's going on the ground is the beer. Because that's extra weight that's going to weigh me down getting to the fucking location that I have to get to sprinting. <laughs> yeah, he uh, obviously has different priorities in, uh, in his mind. Um, so... This is one of those kills that you don't see them both die, but you kind of assume they have to die because he gets attacked. She's already in the tent with the mosquito. That's essentially, you know, raping her, whatever. Very odd moment in time in this movie. And so they then it just cuts to cuts to the next day. So you assume that they just kind of bit the dust. Um, so the next day we see Megan and Ray and they hitch this ride or they hitch a ride with this meteorologist who's kind of been in a few parts of the movie so far nothing too big he was just like in the woods at one point and like he was looking for something so anyways they they hitch a ride with him because obviously their car is broken down and we find out that meg is apparently the new hire that hendrick or that tony and the chief were taught or hendrix and the chief were talking about because hendrix is like oh are we finally getting that new like hire or whatever so she's the new park officer park officer 
So they're going to the camp so she can like start her training or whatever. Um, so yeah, but on their way there, they come across the empty boat of the two men from earlier that died. And then eventually, well, not, not totally empty. No, it's empty. There's no one there. Oh no, I'm th- I'm sorry. That, you're, yeah, you're. I, I, yeah. I'm thinking of a different boat. <laughs> yeah, there's a so there's a boat that's just like gliding down the river, and they they pull it in, and there's no one there, and that's the boat from earlier when the two guys were fishing that both died. Uh, so then they finally get to camp, and there's no one there, so they're very confused. Enter in my next like specific horror moment, which I didn't write down, but I just remembered was the chief because they like. Parks flips over this chair and the chief just kind of rolls over and he is just spirit Halloweened up. Oh my god, it's I it's have so good though. Oh, it's 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 so good because it looks so off. I thought it looked pre- I thought it looked pretty good. I'm just uh, saying. Yeah, I I I liked it for a different reason. I mm. suppose I don't think it looked very good. I thought it was very cartoonish. But that's why it was good was because it was just so ridiculous. Yeah, because his 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 face is kind of like green and it it, it it literally looks like something sucked the life out of him. And uh, you can see this like hole in his chest where, you know, the mosquito because they do a lot of shots in this movie where the mosquito like drives his proboscis is that what it's called yeah it's called a proboscis oh my god thank you for that <laughs> no fucking clue. they say that word like nine times in the movie too okay i must have missed that wow so he drives his proboscis into people and you can they have this close-up shot of like the abdomen like filling up with blood it's actually pretty cool i i do i do love the the impalement shots yeah, all the impalement like, shots boom. are very fun and then it's like the little you know his abdomen just starts filling up with blood so that was pretty cool so uh, do, 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 do. yeah. So they the the whole office is ransacked too. Everything's disheveled. Everything's out of place. The fan is spinning, but there's like a blade missing. It's just it's just ridiculous. So Ray is like, "Cool, we gotta go because this is fucked, and I'm not about this." And Parks is like, "No, we can't leave. Like, we gotta get to the bottom of this." That's when I'm like, "Okay, bye. Have fun <laughs> getting to the bottom of this. I'm Ooh. going that way. Goodbye." I'm so, getting out of these motherfucking woods. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. This is too much for me. So, you know, of course, they can't leave. And at this point, uh, Parks goes outside, and this is when you get that shot. It's like a literal a sweeping shot of the ground, and there's just bodies everywhere. And Parks like, what the hell did all this? And uh, Meg and Ryan, or ugh, not Meg Ryan, Ray and Megan come across Hendrix, who's under the boat. Yes. Because they see this boat that's on on land that's flipped upside down that's moving. And you're like, oh, it's going to be a mosquito. No, it's fucking Hendrix. He's still alive. I was like, great. And still pumping fog. Yeah, still pumping fog in their face. Like, can you stop? Can you stop forever? So Ray, Meg, Hendrix, and Parks all together. They're like, okay, let's go get the police. We got to go get the police. This is all fucked up. I'm done. We're leaving. So they go to get the police. And on their way out of town, they run into Earl and Junior and Rex. And they're like, we're hijacked. Actually, you know what? No, Rex is already. I missed a part. I missed a part. Yep. We're, what happened? I missed a part because, oh, there we go. Yeah, I missed a part. Whoa. Whoa. So, backtrack a second. Um, the camo trio, when we first see them, uh, they get chased by one of the giant bugs. And, uh. It's actually Rex that gets chased by one. And Earl and um, Junior, they follow in hot pursuit trying to shoot the bug. But they end up shooting Rex in the back and killing him. Also. Like, wow, guys. Also. Fucking wow. Where are you getting European-style military shotguns from? Yeah, that's a fucking Gallo shotgun. 
Yeah. Yeah. Where are you getting that from? <laughs> that, I use that gun in Call of Duty when I play online. I'm like, where the fuck are you getting yeah, this gun no, from? Yeah. No, I, I, and then they have like multiple. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, where are they getting these guns? They're yeah. just like walking off screen in the next scene. Like two of them have ne- two of them have more guns. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know where. They, and that's 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 my biggest issue with that group is they don't say who they are, what they're doing, or where they're getting any of this shit. So there are a couple scenes in this movie where it's just like the group and like the backdrop of the forest or whatever. And I would catch myself like looking up at the movie and going, this is a really weird Walking Dead episode. <laughs> because every... It, the Flying Dead. It's... All these characters are literally like bad knockoff Walking Dead characters. Yeah. Like to the T. And you just sit there and you're like, this is bizarre. It's a very <laughs> bizarre movie. As fun, as much fun as I had with it, it was, it's very bizarre. So let's go back and like forward in time because now the camo trio is a, is a duo because Rex, they killed Rex. <laughs> they just left him there too. They didn't try to pick him up and give him like, you know, a burial. Left him there on the floor. So we well, have... I mean, to be fair, if I shoot you in the back while trying to shoot a mosquito that's coming after you, I'm gonna leave you there. Because because not only not only do we know there's giant flying monsters now. That's true. But I did just commit murder. That's so true. I need to get the fuck out of there. And in the back, so he was definitely running away from you. So we cut back to what I was saying with. We have Ray, we have Meg, we have Hendrix, and we have Parks, all in the RV because Parks had a Jeep, and they were like, I'm not getting in that car. There's no fucking roof on that thing. We have to take something else. And I love how they're like, what about that? Oh, perfect, an RV. How how convenient. So they all load into this RV that, you know, people are dead, and they just yeet them out the fucking door. Goodbye. And on their way to get the police, going out of town, they run into Earl and Junior, because Junior waves them down, and then, you know, they get out of the car. What's going on? And you can tell he's, like, trying to remember a script that Earl gave him. Because he was like, mosquitoes, uh, uh, help us. And you're like, okay, I'm not, I'm not buying this for a second. And then Earl comes out of the woods with his giant shotgun or fucking Smith & Wesson or something. He's like, we're taking this ride. Like, why don't we all just get in it together, and we can get the fuck out of here? Apparently, Leatherface has different, you know, things in mind. So... A brawl goes down. I'm not sure how, but the the group of four gets Earl and Junior into the car, and I think they're like, like tied up or something. Like they have their hands behind their back because they just throw them into a certain room of the RV. I must have missed that. I must have blacked out. I don't know. There was a lot going on in this movie, but they get them in the RV, and then they all get attacked by a fucking giant horde of mosquitoes. Again, this should have been called mosquitoes, or a swarm would have been better. Yeah. That would have been the fucking name to go with. Because those things are only terrifying in swarms. One on one, you're like, I'm motherfucker, I'll box you to death. So you have all four of the gang and Earl and Junior. And eventually, Earl gets free and takes Meg as like a hostage, saying, you know, hey, if you don't give us this RV, I'm going to kill her. And like, fucking, that's a trope that's in every goddamn movie. And then uh, eventually, uh, Parks crashes the fucking RV. And then that's where I'm going to leave it because it, <laughs> it it gets weird. It gets kind of boring. I thought there was going to be an awesome explosion, but there really wasn't. You do see a mosquito get lit on fire. That was pretty tight. But I'm going to leave it at the 
scene where Ray or Parks flips the RV and it slides for for an eternity. It just yeah. it just keeps sliding and sliding. And I was like, all right, let's wrap this up. And then they stop and they get out. So that's where I'm leaving. My my favorite line of this entire movie was. Man, that's just some science fiction bullshit. And Parks goes, no, my friend, you're living in science fact. And I was like, God damn it. It's so good. Black science, man. Yes. Black science, man. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this was a movie I definitely saw with my eyeballs. It wasn't anything groundbreaking, but again, as a Floridian, I can relate to mosquitoes being annoying. I can't relate to them being six feet long and killing the shit out of people, but I did find it humorous in the fact that, yes, mosquitoes are annoying. And uh, it's just funny, though, because like the, the brief description says, you know, like a UFO lands. What does it say? It says right here. Uh, um, a violent massacre caused by human-sized mosquitoes forces. Oh, I thought it said something about landing in like nuclear waste yes so so one of them does i think it's the um imdb uh an alien pod crash lands in the swamps after which local mosquitoes begin feeding on alien corpses oh that's what happens yeah so that thing that's hanging out of the ship that's all green it's an alien arm that's what that was? Yeah. It it took me, like, going back, like, watching that. T- I was like, that's a weird fucking shot. What is this? So I, I had to go back. I thought it was, like, a nozzle or something. Yeah, no, it's because they have fucking suction cup fingers on the aliens. Oh, my God. Okay, so they're feeding off the aliens, and that somehow makes them giant. Okay, got Because it. the aliens have radioactive blood. <sighs> radioactive. Okay, so there we go. So, yeah. They- but, like, that's the problem I had with this. There's real. I mean, that's, like, that is a literal throwaway scene if you're not paying attention to what that is i didn't even fucking know until just now that that was an alien yeah. i thought it was ra- like a radioactive swamp not a- no oh my no God. it's just the alien which is why this movie is kind of difficult because the plot is toilet paper thin well yeah no the, pl- the plot is thinner than the tissue i used to dry my tears with yes, from watching this but they expect you to know exactly what the fuck is going on okay yeah like because yeah. okay so i'm pretty sure earl and the camo trio were bank robbers they had to have been because they had a giant like knapsack full of like money but you're like where did you get that from and also why are you going in the opposite direction that we're going in that's why they wanted to steal the rv because they were going this way and they said we need to go that way why what are you doing? Yeah, I, <laughs> I just like this for the fact that there was giant mosquitoes that were practical eating the shit out of people. Like that was so cool. But again, it's nothing groundbreaking and it's not like it was, you know, a five star movie. I, it's not like it was great. It was just fun. But yeah, the plot, you're like, yeah, <laughs> what's going on with this fucking plot? So, um, like I said, body count was, I think six on screen, 32 off specific hormones for me. Mosquito legs to the eyes, and then this is a spoiler. I'm saying it anyways. I don't care. Junior's death. That was the most graphic, <laughs> eye popping. Ga- oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was really good. And then the uh, goofy uh, chief that he, you know, they flipped him over, and he just looked all silly. So there was a lot of cool horror moments in this. And I, I will know. also say that I very much appreciated that they at least tried to do their best with staying consistent of how the bodies looked after death. Yeah, that yeah. So like, there was there was a lot of good. They in tried. This movie. Yeah. They tried really hard. They, that and that's why I like this because in 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 the lack of plot that we have, there is you can see there's a serious passion for just like 
consistency air quotes and also just kind of like you know doing something a little bit different giant killer mosquitoes and the practical effects so you can see that there's a love for the horror there but you know overall at the end of the day not a fucking you know oscar winner no. <laughs> obviously um let me go to the uh the rankings here i gave it a three because i had fun with it and uh you know i i i didn't i didn't want to give it like a two and a half i didn't think it was an average movie because it was fun but it has a what did you give it? Two point five. Oh no! I get I gave it a two point five because it was fun. If it was just absolute dog water, yeah. it would I would have given it like a one. Okay. But the practical effects, the the nonsense fucking dialogue of the movie, just so many conversations that have nothing to do with anything. That's fair. Yeah. It was almost like the director was like, I'm going to show him that I know how people talk <laughs> in the 90s for sure. Uh, so it has a 4.8 out of uh, 10 on IMDb and a 2.8 out of 5 on the letterbox. So I contributed to that 2.8. <laughs> do with that what you will. I will recommend this if you. Oh, have, I'll recommend yeah. this also. If I you, am not by any means saying that this is a bad or unenjoyable movie. It's just wacky, and if you don't care about plot, this is the movie for and you. It, and it, don't let it be one of those. Oh, it's so bad, it's good creature features. Yeah, because it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not like because like, there are some like uh, fucking a bunch of the old like classics like yeah. creature from the like they're so bad that they're good well yeah because they haven't aged you know like back in the you know 50s or 60s they were great but now you're like this is really bad because it's 50 years 60 years later yeah. and you're like oh, i don't know about this but yeah this isn't so bad it's good it's it's a good movie to me but it, it's just it lacks a lot in plot but then it also makes up for it in the practical effects and so it you kind of ping pong back and forth yeah. of like this is great to like this is terrible so I'll, again, I'll recommend it. This is really fun to, oh my God, this is like being in the back of a school bus. Yeah, like, it was like, boom, boom, like, oh my God. So I will recommend this. It was like two ninety nine on um, Amazon. You do have to rent this. I didn't find it streaming anywhere. It's a pretty... It's, it, it's currently unavailable. What do you mean? So there are three versions on Amazon. Yeah. You have Mosquito. Yeah. Which is free to rent, but currently unavailable. You have Mosquito HD Edition, which is three ninety nine for rent. Oh, or you have Mosquito the twentieth year edition, also for three ninety nine, but only in standard definition. Ooh, no, gotta get that HD. Even though the HD was essentially standard oh. definition, it wasn't great. It was kind of blurry half the movie. I was hey. like, did you guys not know how to focus? What's what's going on? Uh, okay. At least the audio was good. The audio was good, yeah. I, the I, audio was very good. I did not have a problem with that. And uh, my favorite scene, you know, not a horror scene, just favorite scene, was when Gunnar Hansen finds a huge chainsaw. Like, I'm talking Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 level of chainsaw. Pulls it out from the shed, and he's like, this may come in handy. And then he also mentions, like, ah, it's been about 20 years since I've held one of these. Feels good. And I was like... That's pretty cool because Texas Chainsaw was 73. This is 94. You're referencing Texas. Okay. I'm a nerd out by myself it's, now. It's it, it's <laughs> almost it's almost like they wrote this entire movie just for that one for joke. That one line. Because they didn't even need a chainsaw, but you see him at the end of the movie just fucking ripping through mosquitoes with chainsaws. Like, oh, this is amazing. It's Leatherface without the Leatherface and mosquitoes for some reason. Cool. 
Texas Chainsaw 4, Mosquito. Get that movie going. No? Am I, am I the only one that's on that one? Hello? Hmm? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> that was such a great line, you son of a bitch. All right. Let's move on to trivia, and then we're going to go on to our next movie here. So there's a lot, because I think it's awesome. So uh, Matt Hundley was not the first choice to do special effects for this film. Halfway through the movie, the original special effects artist said, I'll be right back. I'm going to go for a pack of smokes, and never came back. Just like oh. my dad. <laughs> I, was, uh, <laughs> I was about to say, holy shit, my dad worked in Hollywood? <laughs> Uh, okay, for the scene where the two fishermen are attacked in their boat, special effects man Matt Hundell, Hundley, was chosen to be the anchor in the water with weights tied to his feet to hold the boat steady. Matt informed everyone he couldn't swim, but he was chosen to do it anyways. Are we sure this didn't happen in the 80s? I don't know. Are we sure? This trivia is... Because I, that's, that's the most 80s fucking shit I have ever heard. Dude, this trivia was so good. I had to put so much in because I was like, there's no way. So the original title for this movie was Skeeters. This was changed when another killer mosquito film titled Skeeter came out while the film was in post-production. I didn't even, I must have missed that. Got to watch that. Other working titles including Night, Night Swarm and Blood Fever. Ah, Night Swarm. Uh, we so go. many better names than Mosquito. mosquito. Boo. Fuck you. Uh, when the mosquitoes attack Mike Hard, part of the scene originally included a shot of the bugs landing on him from a different angle. The puppet mosquitoes kept hitting him in the head. And after about 10 takes, the director feared Hard was developing a concussion and scrapped the angle. Okay, okay, hold the fuck on. I'm sorry. You're worried about your actor getting a concussion, but your special effects man is literally underwater with concrete shoes. Y'all need to fucking check your priorities. 90s were apparently a wild time. All right, a couple more here, then we're going to move on. Uh, the rig used to make the giant mosquitoes look like they were flying was nicknamed the Boom of Doom by the crew. I wonder if it's... Cool. Because it kept hitting people in the head, probably. <laughs> uh, Margaret Gamal had a camera accidentally drop on her head during the filming of her nude scene in that tent. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tim... You get what you deserve, I suppose. <laughs> I guess so. Tim Lovelace did all his own stunts. And lastly, Gunnar Hansen would later go on to say that Mosquito was his favorite film that he acted in and that Earl was the best character he ever played. Step aside, Leatherface. <laughs> or step aside, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Toby Hooper. You can go fuck yourself, apparently. Like, really? That, that was the best? Really? And that's why he never did anything ever again. <laughs> <laughs> never anything notable again. Because Hollywood goes, oh, Really now? That was your favorite. Not Leatherface. Not fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre with, with a god of a director, Toby Hooper. D not not the empire that you helped build. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 but Earl. One of the most horrifying movies from the 70s in, ex in existence. But Earl, that's your favorite guy. You, you want to you be knockoff George Lucas. Okay. <laughs> All right, Vietnam Lucas. Oh, my God. Fucking, oh, my. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, that was your favorite movie? I mean, like, I like this movie, but this is, like, this is dog shit compared to <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, that movie was a masterpiece. So that that's the trivia. Let's get on to the wilder movie of the two, and I'll let you take it away with The Hollow. Boom. Um, Spelled H-A-L-L-O-W. Yeah, it's, it's so it's actually Hallow, Hallow. The Hallow. Um... 
not rated, which I thought was strange, but then I realized it's a UK movie and their standards are much more lenient than ours. Um, Runtime of, uh, I almost said 137 minutes. That would have been totally different. (laughs) Runtime of an hour and 37 minutes. Um, Listed as fantasy horror thriller. I would say it is more apt for like fantasy thriller with like horror on the side. Like a, like a side order of horror. Yeah, because when the horror is there, it's fucking there. Mm-hmm. But it's it's not for lack of a better term, it's not very horrific. It's it's much more Pan's Labyrinth scary in that it's very surreal and otherworldly, but That's funny you say Pan's Labyrinth cuz we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and see, I have two other things to compare it to to squash together. Perfect. Um, it was released on November 5th in 2015. I don't know if that is in country of origin or if that is just on to like streaming. Uh, it was, th- it said that's when it, so anytime we do release dates, I look for the U.S. release date. Oh, okay. So right. this was U.S. release date, November 5th, uh, 2015. So. I don't know if, you know, I'm assuming it was theatrical, because usually it'll say, like, video premiere or DVD premiere. Yeah. If nothing is next to it, I assume it's theatrical, so we're going to go with the. I would have loved to see this in theater. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, I, but I guess it flew just, like, super under the radar, because this is a movie that if you don't have prior knowledge into what the fuck they're talking about, the movie is going to make almost no sense. See, it, it made. We'll get into this when you start talking about it, because it made sense to me. I was, I just wanted more. You know, I was sitting there like, "Where's the backs? Where, where, where's the backstory? Where is the? This is why this is happening." Because they kind of just dive right into it, and you're sitting there. Yeah, they, mm. they, they give you like your whole setup for why this movie is happening is one block of text. And two lines spoken as audio only and nothing else. Yep. And it, it's it's very it's very jarring. I take that back. Sorry. I take that back. It was released on November 5th, 2015 to the internet. My bad. So, okay. Yeah. So streaming. Worldwide. Fair, okay. fair enough. All right. Fair All right enough. Cool, cool, cool. But yeah, so the, the lore behind this you're going to get into, which yes. actually made me like it a little bit more. So so it is directed by Corin Hardy, who also directed The Nun, which looking back, yeah. stylistically, yes. these movies are almost identical. Was not the, huge the, on The Nun, but... Neither I mean, was I. Like story-wise, but like, you know, cinematography-wise... Oh, yes, yeah. It, yeah. It's almost the exact same movie. Yeah, it looked great. I just didn't really <laughs> same, care. Same exact color palette. Same exact washed out greens and oranges. Like, all of the stylistic choices, exactly the same. Yeah. Um. So, it's starring uh, Joseph Molly as Adam. He was in Game of Thrones as Benjamin Stark. Bohana Novakik <laughs> no, as no. as Claire. <laughs> she was in um, Drag Me to Hell as Elinka Ganush, which we're pretty sure is the evil gypsy. I'm pretty sure it's the gypsy lady. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. 
I'll yeah, look it probably. Up. I'll look it up. Um. And Michael Mithelikin as um, Colm, 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 Colm. He was uh, he was also in Game of Thrones as uh, Ruse Bolton. I thought that was great that there was two because he uh, Joseph Maul was in 2011 through 2017, which I think was the entire ish. And then Colm was or uh, Michael McEl, whatever, was in like 2012, 2016. So they were both obviously major players. I've never seen Game of Thrones. I don't fucking know. Uh, but apparently they're major players in that. I use that as a reference of what they were in because yeah, that, that's the biggest thing for sure. <laughs> well, and, and what's funny is when I first saw uh, Column, I thought it was like, because I had just, I had glanced away for a second. I thought it was Michael Fassbender. Oh, uh, yeah, if you look at him for, yeah, if you, if you do a quick take, I, I could see that. I um. See that. There was no info on the budget that I could find, but that doesn't mean it's not out there. I I just didn't look hard enough. Yeah, I, probably. I'm you know IMDb's. You know, if they, it doesn't have anything, you're like oh, yeah. I mean, I could. I'm not going yeah, to yeah. dig deeper. <laughs> um, it grossed 1.8 million, <laughs> which I mean is it's it's a good number for something that seemed to be pretty independent, especially for it releasing straight to you know streaming yeah. for uh, us in the U.S. So. Maybe Netflix, they may have. Because I've seen this, and I told you this too. I've seen this title card that I'm showing you right now. I've seen that dozens of times on streaming apps where I'm like, oh, that looks cool. Put it on my list. And then, you know, it goes away yeah, or and, I forget. And all, I've seen it a few times and I've been like, eh. That, yeah, guy, has yeah, a, that guy has yeah. a scythe. I, yeah. I'm like, eh. So I'm glad you recommended this because when you said the hollow and I pulled it up, I was like, oh, my God, this is the movie that I've been meaning to watch for probably six years now. Give or take. And never have because for some reason I just wasn't – it didn't pull me in enough. So I'm, now, I'm really glad you recommended this Also, one. speaking of this movie, it is a rental, three ninety nine on Amazon, worth every penny. Honestly, yeah. might, might go back and buy it. Yeah, if there's a uh, like a Blu-ray copy of this, fucking 100% will buy. Or I might even buy the digital because I really did like this one. It yeah, is very good. It's good. Um, so we got movies that came out around the same time. Uh, the Last Witch Hunter, which I'm pretty sure is a Vin Diesel joint. It's either Vin Diesel or Nick Cage. No, that Nick Cage was uh the race to which to the race to which mountain or something. I'm gonna look. No, it up. the race to which mountain was fucking The Rock. You're, I can't get you're Vin the, Diesel and The Rock. They're the same person. The, the Nick Cage one is The Magician's Apprentice. Or the, right. or the Vampire's Apprentice. One the of the vampire's, two. A, a vampire's Assistant or something. That might be it. <laughs> I'm looking all these up Come now. on, Nick Cage. Um, Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension, which, in my opinion, is equally one of the better and worse um, Paranormal Activity movies because they go out into the universe of Paranormal Activity, but they do it really bad. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I like the info, not the way you delivered it. Vin Diesel, Last Witch Hunter. You were correct. Gotcha. I'm going to keep going while you keep talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> then we got The Final Girls, which I'm pretty sure I've seen, but not like it's not firing any synapses. The Final Girls was Thaisa Farmiga, um, Malin Ackerman. And they were it's like a, it's almost like a. OK, so they like they like go into a slasher movie. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, fi gotcha, yeah gotcha. Final gotcha. Girls is really good. We actually, me and Gab actually reviewed that one. Um, and the Peanuts movie, which <laughs> was disappointing. Never saw it. Oh, didn't see. Didn't I, care I, enough. I'm a huge Peanuts fan, and it, the the art style was 
uncomfortable to look at, and it was it was just weird. I don't yeah, know. I can I can understand that. Um, body count of three, and I might need a refresher on these because I only remember two bodies, and they weren't like main characters. Well, one of them is a huge spoiler. Yeah, the other one. Is also a huge spoiler. Yeah. Uh, actually, all the bodies are huge spoilers, kind of. Um, mm, no, there was one that wasn't a spoiler. Fuck, I can't remember which one it was. But the, there's two that are way too much of a spoiler to to give away. Which honestly, we're kind of giving it away by saying that because there's only like four fucking people in this movie. Shit. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Um, just re- nothing happened. It's fine. Three, three, there's 14 people in this movie and there's only three of them that died. So there you go. Um, your, uh, what's, what's your specific, uh, horror moment or is yours spoily? No, mine's a spoiler. Okay. Oh yeah. Mine's um, actually both of mine are huge spoilers. So my, so mine is, I don't know if it's necessarily a spoiler. I don't think it is because it's kind of a throwaway line when, um, Adam picks up the book and he goes, what's this? And uh, Claire goes, oh, Colm dropped it off. And he goes, it's just fucking fairy tales. And I'm like, oh, you done fucked up now. <laughs> Why? When, when he goes, okay. So the <sighs> let me go into starting the explanation of the movie and then I'll get to why I like that line. All right, so the movie opens with a block of text that said uh, Greece was not the only country in the European poverty zone that had to sell its natural resources to pay back its debt. What happened? The opening of the movie opens with a block of text. That's not what mine said. What did yours say? What the fuck? Mine did not say that. My movie opened with, I wrote it down. Hallow be their name. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. That's. I'm thinking of the second block of text. I only had one. No, what? Where they talk about gr- why Adam and Claire are there in the first place. I all I saw was Hallow be their name and blessed be their claim. If you who trespass puts put down roots, then Hallow be your name. That's all I saw. Yeah. Well, and then before it um fades to them on the ferry, uh-huh. right? There's a block of text that says. Greece was not the only country in the European poverty zone that had to sell part of their forests to pay back their debt. And then you hear that audio of over our dead bodies, they're going to take our trees. I guess I must have blacked out again. (laughs) I I do not remember that at all. Yeah. So that is a major setup of the movie that tells you why Adam and Claire are there. So Adam is coming from London to this remote village in Scotland to go through the forest and mark trees for deforestation to sell the lumber to pay back Scotland's debt. That's the whole reason why they are there in the first place. I may need to go to a doctor because I apparently (laughs) apparently I blacked out multiple times today. I'm just, you keep talking, but I'm, I'm I'm going, I'm I'm playing this movie again because if this is really there, I need to go see a doctor. So, after um after the fade in happens um Claire Adam and their son Finn are on a boat I'm on a boat um that was and- the title of our last episode <laughs> ha oh oh it's not text on screen they're talking about it on the radio 
Oh, I was watching the subtitles. God, I was like, dude, if I that was on screen and I missed it, what the fuck? Okay, Te- okay. technically it was on screen in a block of text. okay. There, okay, so it's on the radio or it's back. Okay, okay, so I just wasn't paying attention. Okay. <laughs> okay, anyway, so um, family on a boat. It's a nice, loving, artsy scene. Cut to Adam and Finn just kind of traipsing through the woods, and Adam goes to his infant son. So many trees out here, it'll keep me busy for the rest of my life. Which is another fucking foreshadowing throwaway line. Um, And as they're walking through the woods, Adam happens upon a abandoned house factory place. I'm unsure of what this building was. I mean, they don't really go. They just really go into that. He goes into like the window, and then they see he sees the dead deer. But yeah, that's well, really it. And he's looking around, and there's like this weird kind of two by four platform that runs out the window, and he's like, "Wow, that's kind of weird." And then his dog Iggy starts barking at something, and he looks over in the corner, and there's just this absolutely mutilated, rotting deer. Which I feel like that had to have been re- if it wasn't real. Fuck, that it was, was very good. That was convincing because he pulls the head over and you're like, I'm pretty sure that's a real dead deer, and, man. And, and the sound, like the... Yeah, like... <laughs> you're like... You're like uh, it was fantastic. Uh, and then he looks, he looks a little bit closer and he looks a little bit closer. And then cut to his wife, Claire. And she is up on the, up on the walls taking these iron bars off and just kind of tossing them on the ground. And Colum and his son roll up in this big fuck you redneck truck. And they're like, where the fuck's your husband? He's trespassing. He needs to come over to my house tonight. And Claire's like, oh, he'll he'll show up in the morning. And Colum's like, no, he's showing up tonight. No, motherfucker. Yeah. Coming tonight. And so cut back to Adam. He is scraping something off of this deer into a glass jar that he just so happens to have. Um, and he, he looks back at his son who is strapped to his back and goes, don't tell your mom. And then they, and then they happen back to their house. Like, cool. You're like one. You won't, you won't say anything. Yeah. Um, some exposition happens of, Oh, Hey, the neighbor came over, blah, blah, blah. Um, Adam is then in his study, analyzing the goop that he scraped off and finds some sort of anomalous cell that be poking other cells with tentacles. And it's, it's a very like, Oh, this is kind of weird type thing. And he, he finds out that the, uh, that the cell is very similar to cordyceps. If you know what cordyceps are. Uh, what is, I don't know for a hundred, Alex. (laughs) So cordyceps are a type of fungus that the spores will get inside the breathing passages of like ants and it will attack their brain and take their brain over and grow fungus off of the brain matter out of their skull and then cause them to go to other ant nests, have the ants attack them, pop the spores all over in the ant nest and just, they make a bunch of zombie ants. Is this something that's explicitly explained in the movie? Only slightly. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's not like like a little bit. They do mention what happens, but they don't go into like 
at length detail about it. All right, I'm, cha- if, I'm changing my rating right now. If you've ever, <laughs> I'm, cha- I'm changing. If you've my ever played the game um, Last of Us, the up. clickers are based off of a mutated cordyceps mushroom. Well, just, it, so this is, this is go- I just changed it. Now. <laughs> it's, it's going up. Um, I love this movie now. Shit starts going bump in the night real quick for no apparent reason other than shit's going bump in the night. Um, a lantern gets thrown through Finn's window and they call the police and they're like, it was fucking column. He was over at the house threatening us. It, it was fucking him. And the cops like, look, just letting you know, the people here believe in some shit and you're fucking going to be cutting down all their trees. They're not super happy about it. Maybe don't cut down their trees and it's and they won't bother you. Just like a friendly word of advice there, and, and, pal. The, and they're like, nah, fuck you. This is our job. And then he go and then the officer goes into, well, you know, they believe in the hollow and it's the blah 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 blah. And what he t- what he tells you when he says the hollow, um, Adam goes, What do you mean, like fairies and nonsense? So this entire movie is about the Fae. Which, if you are into any type of, like, occultish learning, fae as they are, are what, like, fairies and pixies are based off of. And they're this ancient race of beings that are very in tune with magic, and they live in the forest, and you can't necessarily see them unless they want to be seen. They're known as, like, tricksters, and they have a serious lying problem. They will lie to you about anything just because they can. Sounds like my friend's ex-wife. <laughs> um, so they also are known to snatch children in the woods, entice you into the forest, and snatch you out of this dimension, and put you in forced slavery in the Fey world forever. What I'm saying is... Rule number one of life, don't fuck with the Fae, because they will fuck your life up. And they actually mention this, I think, at least once, where Claire mentions, or Claire or Adam mentions something about the Fae, which is what you said to me when I was texting you because I was confused as fuck about this movie, <laughs> and you're like, I'm into the occult shit and the Fae, and I was like, yeah, whatever that shit is. And yeah. That, and now you're talking so, about it and I'm like, God, this movie is amazing. So shit. because that, because they don't explain what is going on in the movie, I'm going to say this because it's going to enlighten you and not ruin it. So the monsters are because you, you still got to see them for it to be any kind of impressive. But the monsters are the fey that over the decades have been infected by cordyceps mushrooms to become evil and hostile. That is why as the outsiders are coming in and tearing down this sacred forest, they're getting more and more violent because the spores are displacing further and further into the fey. Yeah. Um, didn't catch any of that. Watch- <laughs> Watching movie, thinking, this is creepy, I like this, where is the backstory slash lore, but they are assuming, as some movies do, that you 
know about this already going into it. But based on your country of origin and where it was filmed and who it was, yeah, because this for. was uh, Scotland. It was Scotland. Scotland. Yeah. Okay. So you know they have to assume that you know because you know me going into this, I'm a dumb dumb American, just like this is cool, but. You know, if you don't know something, if you like literally, if you don't know the backstory or the lore, it really, it's still great. I still love the movie. I still had a lot of fun with it, but I was knocking it. I was, you know, I was like, okay, I have to knock this half a star because there's no explanation to this, but this is an actual real folklore fairy tale thing that exists in this world that I, you told me and I'm like. And, and okay, the, I have to bump it up now and because see, it's I, real. And see, I'm fucking dropping points on this shit left and right because I'm like, oh, that fucking line was really dope. Like when um, Adam goes to take his window in to get fixed because it's broken and the window repairman says, you got to tell her to put back, put that iron back up or it's not going to do anything. It's because the Fae were subjugated by humans with iron and fire. So they are like silver to a vampire it burns them because so, it's man-made. So then what's the whole the whole light thing? Because at one oh, point... Oh, fire. So because fae, the Fae live in another dimension. Uh-huh. They're, the light that is they see is not the sun. And fire is man-made. So light is man-made fire, which... Yeah. Anything to subjugate the Fae, they do not want. But even... Because, like, like, you know, there's one point where... Uh, 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 Claire and the kid are in the uh, you know in the attic trying to wait for Adam to get the generator going, and he gets the generator going. The light pops on, and then they all just vanish. So because it's because it's not really fire, but it's electricity. So because electricity is man made, and they don't know what that also, is. Also, that's why they that's why they flee. That and they are part mushroom. Do mushrooms not like like, like lights? No, mushrooms grow in the dark. They, they grow in dark, damp places, so they're part mushroom, part eternal being, so the light just fucking flicks them away. It's it's layers upon layers of lore and occult knowledge. Layers! <laughs> Augers! Okay, seriously? <laughs> this is why this movie is underappreciated, because nobody fucking knows this besides you. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta like, know some shit to... <sighs> Because I'm I'm watching this and I'm like, this is fucking great. Austin's not gonna get it. <laughs> oh my god. It makes so much more sense because like I was saying, as a movie, going into it, not knowing what you know, just me watching it, great movie, three and a half star or like you know, three and a half out of five for me. I liked it, creepy, atmospheric, very well shot, very well acted, very contained, good stuff. What the fuck is happening with all this other bullshit? I don't understand. The light, the fire, the fungus, all this shit makes so much more sense. And now I like it so much more, but I feel like the majority of the people going into this have They're not no going to get it. No. Fucking clue. I love this movie. <laughs> so. I didn't think it could get better than it did. And you keep explaining it. And as, keep- as shit starts to get woogity, the. <laughs> What? <laughs> Woogity? Yeah. What is Woogity? <laughs> I've never heard you say that in 88 episodes. What is Woogity? Like, 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 ooga booga shit. Like, oh, 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 shit's getting Woogity. <laughs> 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 
it starts to go off to left field. Um, uh, Adam and Claire decide that they need to just get the fuck out of Dodge, which so begins my rant. Oh, oh, that's right. You said you had a rant. I'm ready. Hit me. Number, Number one. If you decide to move out into the woods with no other civilization around you into an old ass fucking creepy house, you get everything that happens. You deserve everything that happens to you. Your okay. car your car doesn't work, you're too far away from civilization. Your fucking house is haunted, no shit. You're in the middle of the fucking woods. You get murdered, you're in the middle of the fucking woods. <laughs> you deserve it. Number two, you don't go deep into a forest with the intent to cut down trees. Trees will fuck you up. (laughs) The Ents have taught me that. They will flood your towers and they will whip you something good. (laughs) That's that's the last of the rant I have for right now. But these people deserved everything that was going to happen to them. I'm trying to reel it back in. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying to reel it back in. So, shit. St- the thing that really sets off uh, Adam and Claire as okay, we got to get the fuck out of here, is Adam is coming back from I guess his job or what the fuck ever with his son. Like, why do you take your son to work too? I thought he was coming back from. Oh the, yeah, uh, the window. The yeah. window. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, the window. Um, his car just gets absolutely attacked. Well, it's not running. And then he gets pushed into the trunk like a fucking Boston mobster. And he wakes up and has to break through the seat with what I think is the end of a flashlight. Yeah. It was it was very weird to watch him break out of the car with that. It's very weird to get him pushed in because he's in the like he's, you know, butt out of trunk digging for something. And then it's just like trunk clothes. And I was like, oh, did he get pushed? It in? was almost like whatever. It was almost like something knocked him out by slamming yeah, the like, trunk on him yeah. and then throwing him in the yeah, trunk. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, wild. It was um, wild. So he gets out of the trunk, saves Finn, and they huff it back to the house. Uh, Claire's like, where the fuck have y'all been? And he's like, we had to walk. We got to get the fuck out of here. Um, get back to the car. Fixes the car while his hand is still in it, which, by the way, was one of my favorite scenes in the movie. The rearview mirror scene with the brake lights. Yeah, because that was fucking amazing. You have Claire in there trying to get the car started, looking in the rearview mirror. She she keeps seeing something moving and then more things start appearing and more things and more things. And by the time the car gets started, they are on the car. We gotta get fucked. Yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go. So he like gets in the car and they just peel out of there. And he's like, get to the road, get to the road. And she's like, I'm going to. And then they crash their car. Goosh into the ditch. And that's, and that was a, that was a real thing that happened. That car, Slid someone, some stunt driver, yeah, slid that shit into a ditch because I was like, Oh, that was, that was, yeah, that was practical as fuck. It was, it was very good, very good. Um, that's about where I'm gonna leave it because the rest of the movie is very detail heavy, like, you really got to be paying attention. Which, again, going into the lore of why shit happens, especially with the end, um the end photo in the book, which there's a thing in when, when people talk about Faye is the Faye always win. 
Like, it's sort of like the house always wins. Like, you're never going to beat the dealer. The Fae always win. And because of certain things that happen in the movie, you're like, oh, okay, I get you. Technically, technically, you got around that rule and made it work. I, I see you. Okay. Oh, okay, fam. Um, but yeah, no, so some of it was really, really dope. Like when he just got a fucking scythe and was like, I'm gonna light this on fire now. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what you get from the title card. When, when you see it and you see, then you see the movie and you're like, okay, that's cool. I like that. That's better than than the title card. That's for sure. Yeah. So (sighs) man, it's a, it's a lot. It is a lot of a movie. It's dense. It's like it's like pound cake. You have to like, oh my also, god, let's finish this tomorrow. It may be an hour 37, but it fucking sprints. Yeah, it does. Like, there is very little where nothing is happening. Like, there's always something going on or something going on in the background of this movie. Mosquito walked so Hallow could fucking run. <laughs> Yeah. I love Mosquito, but the pacing was all off. It was it was dumb. But yeah, this this movie, it just goes from about I'd say you know he, you can't see this you know hand gestures are <laughs> dumb on a podcast. You can see this goes from about here to just fucking way the fuck up here. You're like, oh my god, what the fuck's happening? I don't understand. And then the ending happens, and you're like, oh, did they really just do that? Oh, what the fuck? That's not okay. Well, and, and like the last like forty five seconds of the movie, they're like, oh. You're you're this is what's actually going to happen. That character was wrong. He made the wrong choice. And then you're vindicated in like the last 5 seconds you're like, "Fuck, yes." Also, fun fact. There is a mid-credit scene. Did you see that? No, I didn't. There's a mid-credit scene. God damn it. There is a mid-credit scene and also a random scare that happens right after that for for no fucking reason. So, I like the mid-credit scene cuz that's like I was actually I uh, when I had finished this one, I went to my computer to check my emails real quick for work, and I heard like this. What the fuck? So I walked over to the TV, and I was like, "Oh shit! There's there's more happening, and it's like about a minute and a half scene that happens." Mm. So definitely stay if you're gonna watch this. Uh, stay for that. You know, watch till the mid credits, and then you're gonna get a random scare that doesn't make sense, but. Now that you've said all the things that you've said about this and the whole backstory and the lore, I uh, like this so much more now, and it's definitely way higher rated than it was before because I was watching it thinking, man, this would be great if I had some backstory. <laughs> if I knew but, what the fuck was going but on. But the backstory is real. Well, not real shit. It's real folklore. So it's like yeah. things that are actually based. Oh, God. And, and, and there are people out there that still practice communion with the fae and still like work deals with them and fucking shit this is why this movie is underrated because no one knows about this shit yeah it's no one knows it's a very small group that's why when i like when i was like 20 minutes in i was like yo this is fucking sick as shit because i knew exactly what i was like i feel like this movie was made specifically for me i think it was too (laughs) um because yeah i didn't know this and i guarantee if i ask anybody about the fae they probably will have no idea what i'm talking talking about so going into this if you're gonna watch this do a little research i mean Corey has done a very good job of telling you about it but do a little bit of research before you go watch this okay good good thing to uh go watch if you want a little bit more of a 
cinematic experience for learning about the Fae, go watch Carnival Row on Amazon Prime. Oh, Gabby loves that shit. Yeah, that's that's the Fae. All what? Of, all of those people, like the the ones with the wings, that's all the Fae. And and the pu- so she would like this then. Yes, it it's it's the evil demonic version of Carnival Row. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my god. Gabby has watched that because there's only one season. Yeah. And she wants me to watch it because Orlando Bloom's in it. And I'm like, duh, I'll watch it. So now, oh, okay. Oh, this movie just, how, oh, okay. Yeah. When, okay. when it gives you, one, I'm sorry. Once my, you understand the folklore of it, go back and watch this movie again and it's going to blow your fucking mind. My mind is already trying to comprehend everything that it's been fed for the last 20 minutes of this review. Oh, okay. okay. All right. So this, this movie is a, is, is a little bit The Last of Us, a little bit District 9. Yeah, I can see that. I can see District Nine for sure. I have. I don't know. The, I don't know. The, was there, there was a certain part in the movie where I was like, "Damn, that guy actually looks like the guy from District Nine too." <laughs> yeah. Like, like the one scene. Yeah, I was yeah. like, hmm. "Yeah, yeah." I got that vibe too because that's immediately what I thought when I saw his face. I said, "That looks familiar." What is that? Oh, it's this. It's District Nine. That's what it is. Wow. Okay. And all the creatures are just fucking amazing. Yeah, so these are two wildly different creature features because my creature feature was a literal creature. You know, I mean, yours was too. But mine was like, a, you know, a mosquito that was huge and, and attacking people. And these creatures were... So it's funny because your creature feature was more like multiple different kinds of creatures kind of in the background too. They weren't, yeah. they weren't really... You know what? Real quick, the fa- my favorite scare of this movie is when, uh, just thinking about this, sorry, is when Adam was outside taking pictures of the outside of the house. Yes. And then he goes, yes. he hears something like clicking in the bushes and he goes, and I knew it was coming too. I knew something was happening, but he takes a picture and when the camera flashes, you see the creature for the first time. I audibly just, gasped. Just I- like coming to see. And he I, was, I, did, I didn't, like- I didn't gasp because I knew it was coming. But it was also such a soft scare because there wasn't like a like scream or it didn't like jump at you. You just saw the creature like sitting there fucking well, staring at you. The reason I gasped is because I knew something was coming, but like I didn't know what it was. And it was just sitting there, just sitting there. And then when you see, you can actually see the picture on the camera the fucking thing's not there it's not there you only see it in the flash it's not in the picture and i was like <gasps> i was like oh it's like that was a really good like not jump scare but kind yeah, it's, of kind it's because they can't be in the light yeah because it was yeah. like a fake kind oh it was, that was like my that was my favorite scare because it was a jump scare but not a jump scare but also kind of a jump scare and then the fucking no, it's not a cave, but it's the basement of that fucking bombed out house. Yeah. That entire scene, I was like, because I was like, okay, they can they can take this like four different routes, and I will be okay with every outcome. <laughs> it doesn't matter how you do it; I'm fine with all of them. Just do it. I want to know how you're gonna do it. Yeah, um, wild movie. Uh, I kind of got some um, almost Cronenberg vibes from this, just because of how it, how goopy. Yeah, it, how, was, it was a very drippy movie. Yeah, and how, it, and how it was insect-y like, it, was it kind like of was. Cronenberg and James Wan got together and did some <laughs> shit. Exactly. So I, I loved it for that fact, but now that you've gone into all the other stuff, makes me like it more. Um, yeah, well, let's get into the trivia, and then let's do our ratings, and then we'll do actual trivia first to three. So whoop, whoop. fucking boop. 
Um, director Corin Hardy is actually a fan of Jason Molly from Game of Thrones. Jo- Joseph. Oh, Joseph. Did I say Jason? <laughs> he said Jason. <laughs> um, uh, he actually wrote the the role with uh, um, Joseph in mind. So I, that was that was kind of cool. I like that. Um, the baby scene in the film is a mixture of animatronics and real twins that were digitally shot in front of a blue screen. Um, there was a lot. Of like, there was one point where I was like, "Nah, bitch, that baby's dead. You landed on that baby." Yeah, there was from, a, from like yeah, t- 10, 15 feet up. That baby is dead. Yeah, there was a few scenes where I thought the baby actually died, <laughs> and was kind of upset because yikes, killing, also killing a baby. That that scene on the fucking kitchen table with the nail, I was like, "Fuck yes." Yeah, there was a yeah, <laughs> there was a lot of crazy shit in this movie. Did not see half of the stuff coming. Oh, say. no. Um, Hardy described the film as Straw Dogs meets Pan's Labyrinth. I don't know what Straw Dogs is. It's, I think it's pretty sure it's a, a war movie. Pretty sure. Possibly. I Again, I don't know. No, that's War Dogs. I don't know what Straw Dogs is, but you said Pan's Labyrinth earlier, and I was like, oh, we're going to talk about that again in the trivia. Yeah, yeah it, it is. It is. Oh. It is ve- it's the art style. Like, the, the creatures are very, very... Um, Del Toro. They're, oh, yeah. They're very Del Toro-esque. They kind of look like Abe Sapien if Abe Sapien had done a lot of drugs and just given up on his life. Yeah. I, I, I was about to say they look like the fucking um, satyr demon it with the with the eyeball hands. Oh, yeah. From, uh, yeah okay, yeah. Just, okay, just, yeah, just okay. imagine that, but a leper. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, and the uh, the practical effects were influenced by Alien and the for the lighting and uh, Planet of the Apes with the um, augmented face CGI th- stuff that they did. Okay, so Straw Dogs is a crime drama thriller with Dustin Hoffman, uh, uh, Peter Vaughn, and and Jim Norton. So whatever Wait, that was. What's it about? Straw dogs. Uh, a young American and his English wife come to rural England and face increasingly vicious local harassment. So that tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. That you're tracks. not wrong. <laughs> that tracks. Okay. The, my other favorite part of this film that has nothing to do with anything is as Adam is driving into town, he looks over and there's just a bunch of youths like standing on a wall yeah. in very menacing poses. And I just got to thinking like, do those kids just stand in that menacing position all day? Or did they know that Adam was coming? And they were like, Oi, mates, let's fucking give him a good one. Damn, that was pretty good. No, I used to stand like that all the time waiting for people to come by so I could give them the eye. Like, I'm fucking watching you, bitch, driving around the corner. <laughs> no, um, so... What was I going to do? Oh, yeah, ratings. Ratings. You go first. I gave... Well, it was a 3.5, and then I gave it a 4. Because, uh, I gave it a 4, too. Okay, yeah. I gave it a 4 after all the bullshit you just said, because damn. And uh, see, wow. I, I was teetering last night. I was like, man, do I give this a 3.5, or do I give it a 4? And at, when I woke up this morning, I was like, you know what? Four. You're getting a 4. You deserve give it. Give it a 4. So it has a 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb. And it has a 2.9 out of 5 on Letterboxd because I feel like people do not understand. Nobody understands it. I feel like no one understands what's going on because, I mean, I'm not saying I'm the voice of everyone, but I didn't know what was happening. And I'm sure a lot of people were probably on my side of, I like this. It's it's good, 
but I don't understand what the fuck is happening. Which, I mean, the the word occult is true. (laughs) Yeah, so if you know all this, if I would have known all of this going in, um, there would be no question. Four stars all day. Yeah. But I didn't know, But and I was like, okay, because I was teetering between a three and a four because I was at a three and a half, but I was like, I have to knock at half a star because I don't know what's going on. But then you were like, this is what's going on. Okay, half star the other way then. Because, <laughs> like four four stars. Like I have to do this because it makes so much more sense after you describe everything. So this was a great movie. We had to we had to rent both of them. Uh obviously the pick of the week is gonna be the hollow, the ha- the hollow, hello. What is it? Hollow. Halo. Hollow be thy name. Hello. It, it depends it depends on how how heavy you want to emphasize the H. Hello. So go rent the Halo. Go. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm going to legitimately look for this on Blu-ray. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say. You know what? Fucking rent both of them. Well, yeah, rent both of them for sure. I'm, I mean, usually I won't rec. I mean, usually I'll recommend one over the other. I will say if you're gonna if you're gonna rent one, definitely do the Halo. But I mean, they're so different that I kind of have to recommend both. If you want a good cheesy silly time, definitely watch Mosquito. If you want a good mind trippy kind of uh like you know, like i said kind of cronenbergian style definitely go hallow if you have a night where you have so much time in the world that you can watch both fucking watch both yeah i mean i would seriously. i would say watch mosquito first yeah that's just, that's just that that's yes. just because i was riding so high from the hollow and then i went and saw the mosquito and i was like wow <laughs> Oh, yeah, I wish I would have watched them in reverse, too, because I started here and then I kind of went down here again. Hand gestures don't work for you guys, but it's <laughs> working for Corey. So hello, mosquito, rent them both on Amazon. Let's do some trivia. I'm going to read you a question right now. Do it. Oh, God, this is a long one. We're playing the horror trivia game from uh, from uh, from Amazon. It's ten dollars so you can go buy it. Set in 1630s, New England. What? 2015 movie involves an English farmer and his family. The witch. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, uh, once, once you said fucking 16 whatever England, I was like, oh, it's the witch. Damn it. <laughs> it's one to zero. Damn it. Egger's daddy knows where I'm at. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is a this is a fucking softball. What is the name of the evil company? In the Resident Evil movie franchise. The Umbrella Corporation. <laughs> yep. One to one. Boom. All right. What movie stars professional wrestler Roddy Piper as a drifter who discovers a box of special they sunglasses? Yes. Two to one. Okay. Man, this is going to be over real quick. <laughs> we might have to go to five. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> In the 2009 film Paranormal Activity... What object do the spirits use to communicate with the living? A Ouija board? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, here's another fucking softball. All I have to do is say Kevin Bacon, 1990. Friday the 13th. Oh, wait. Ni- wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, whoa no, whoa. I'm sorry. Tremors. There you go. That's all. Yeah, that, that's it. I'll, I'll read the whole question for everybody at home. Kevin Bacon stars in what 1990 film? About a group of people fighting for survival against giant worm-like monsters hungry for flesh. I'm sorry. They're motherfucking graboids. You need to get your shit correct. Yeah, worms. Okay, bro. All right, so it's... uh, Three to two. Three to two. So we're going to five. Right. Right, no, it's two to one. No. It's two to one. No, it's three to two. Hold on. 
So you got English, Roddy Pipe. Okay, three to two. We're going to five. That was so quick. We're going to five. Jesus. Okay, this this one's going to be a little bit harder for you. Oh, this is going to be easy for you. Um, This HBO TV series was based on novels by Charlene Harris featuring a telepathic waitress named Sookie Stackhouse. Fucking True Blood? Yes. <laughs> I was like, I know Sookie, but I don't know what, I didn't know what she did with her life. Um, which installment from the Halloween movie franchise did not feature Michael Myers? Full title. Full title, sir. Uh, Halloween number, I don't remember, Year of the Witch. No and no, because you missed two of the seven words. But it's Year of the Witch, yes. No. It's something of the witch, yes. I mean, yeah, but full in full title. Come on. Uh, Halloween episode six, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> no! No and no, I can't give it to you. It's Halloween three, season of the witch. Fuck! Not Year of the Witch. It's Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> Halloween three, Revenge of the Witch. <laughs> That's a crossover movie something, I need in my life. Something's dark side. Something, something, something complete. Something, something complete. <laughs> All right, what's the next title question? What character is revealed to be the werewolf in the movie Silver Bullet? Oh, fuck. I have no fucking clue. Helen Hunt? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Well, she is the most holy, but no, it is the priest. <laughs> I've never seen that one. Wow. Uh, okay. Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> Name the movie. <laughs> Name the movie. Wolfman's got nards. Fucking... Um, <laughs> fucking, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Too many wolf movies back to back. I can't fucking think. Um, uh, ah, uh, fucking what? <laughs> we talked about one. It's where... not that one. It's not that one. <laughs> no, it's the one where, where some actor played a werewolf that we couldn't, we didn't know. Okay. No. <laughs> Uh, God damn it. American Werewolf in London. The Monster Squad. Oh, I, would ne- I, don't, I don't know what that is. Oh, God. Oh, this is taking longer than I thought it would. All right. It's, it's three to three because, you, wait, no. Yeah, it's three to three. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. This 1963 Ooh. film features killer carnivorous plants and an unusual meteor shower that blinds most of the population. Little Shop Horse. No. What? Do you want to try again? I have nothing else. <laughs> I have nothing else in my life to give. What is it? The Day of the Triffids. What the hell is that? No, because... What lo- other fucking movie involves fucking monsters, plants, and meteors? That's exactly what happened in Little Shop Horse. That's Not a, a meteor. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's no, it's fucking like ooze or some shit. I swear to God, Little Shop of Horrors had something to do with. No. What the fuck? Day of the Trip. 
triffids. <laughs> what the fuck? Bitches be triffids. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote and directed A Nightmare on Elm Street? Oh, uh, Wes Craven. Damn it. Four to three. I almost said Clive Barker. <laughs> that would have been incorrect, sir. That would have been amazing, though. I'd fucking pay for that movie. <sighs> All right. I need to shuffle these goddamn cards. This is dumb. <laughs> I, wait, no, I did shuffle these cards last time. Oh, my God. What is the name of the main character who studies witchcraft in the TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer? <sighs> the TV show? Yes. Oh, uh, it's the, it's probably Allison Hannigan. It is. What's her name? Uh, <laughs> First and last two. Ah! <laughs> I know it's Allison Hannigan. All I can it's, think. Okay, I will give you. No. A, I will give you a hint. I will give you a hint on the first and last name, but they're two completely unrelated hints. Mm. <laughs> Actually, I will give you oh, two fuck. words that you have to do word association with. Oh, fuck. All right, you ready? Yeah, I mean, I mean, <sighs> tree you. Her name is <laughs> Holy shit. Her names are <laughs> Can't even think of a fucking funny name to say. Oh my god. Leaves of David. <laughs> Willow Rosenberg. God <laughs> damn it. <coughs> Gabby would be so mad. <laughs> oh, she would be. So, I, oh, Willow. I, I knew Willow when you said it, but Rosenberg. Fuck that. All right. Come on. Take it home with this one right here. What Wes Craven movie was inspired by the true story of a wild Scottish clan who murdered and cannibalized numerous people during the Middle Ages. <laughs> Come on, man. Cannibals, Wes Craven. Come on. Oh, Cannibal Holocaust? Oh my god, that's not that's that's not <laughs> no, that's not. I don't fucking know. What the was? fucking hills have eyes? Oh, I forgot that was Rush Wes Craven. Well, the original was. The remake was some fuck guy. All right. So, four, two, three. What do you got? What type of virus is unleashed in the 2016 movie Train to Busan? It's a, a zombie virus? There you go. Oh, that's not even a fucking virus. I mean, I guess. In the 2012 movie, The ABCs of Death, how many stories were included in the film? 26. <laughs> I guess I just kill myself now because if you can do, if you know, oh my God, that's the, that's the dumbest, that's the dumbest question. That's the dumbest question. Oh, there's 24. Oh, what am I doing if I get, what are we doing? Uh, like, yeah. like redemption? Like, like, <laughs> do you, like, do you like, want a redemption? Like beer pong? Do, do you want a redemption? I mean, for whatever, yeah. All this. right, because you, you're going to get this redemption, oh. and I guess we're going to seven. Oh, shit. <laughs> what was Leatherface's weapon of choice? Fucking... <laughs> I was <in> Texas. <laughs> Chainsaw. <laughs> I was in 
Texas. A chainsaw. We wield Texas and Texas accessories. <laughs> All right. We're that boy ain't right. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Next one wins. Who was the host in the Tales from the Crypt TV series? I want to say Snoop Dogg. <laughs> <laughs> no, who who was the host in Tales from the Crypt? Oh, the Crypt Keeper. I- there you go. Game over. Game over. <laughs> I Done. thought you said Tales from the Hood, and I was like, Snoop Dogg. <laughs> no. And he wasn't the host. There was no host in Tales from the Hood. Oh, derailed. Derailed. That's what this show is about. Did you give up, Zool? She's ready to. She's like, you, yeah. guys are, she's like, you guys are yelling and screaming. I see you looking at you. Anyways, follow us on Facebook at Frightmares. No podcast, just Frightmares. Look for the look for the skull. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Frightmares Podcast. Follow us on Twitter, even though I don't really give a shit about Twitter, at Frightmares underscore pod. I'm on the Slasher app. Well, I guess we are on the Slasher app as Frightmares Podcast. I'm also on the Letterbox app as Dr. Proctor. Look for the Jason mask because you can change your fucking profile picture now on Letterbox. You don't have to link it to your Twitter. Hey. You can make it whatever you want. Thank you, Letterbox. You, you listen. Well, yeah, because it's not that I. The only reason I linked my Twitter to the Letterbox is so I could have a profile. Picture. Yeah, but now you don't have to. So look for the Jason mask. Hit us up. Stay spooky at outlook.com. It's been Creature Features Part Four, and it's been a pleasure. I'm Austin Proctor. I'm Corey Johnson. <laughs> I don't know why I expected you to say anything <laughs> different right there. <laughs> I was like, what is he going to say? Oh goodness. Hey oh. <laughs> Anything you need to add before we before we end this shit show? No, uh, fucking reach out to us. We love to hear from you guys. It makes us, you know, better broadcasters when you do. Give us, give us your opinion. Give us your rate us, yeah. tweet us, DM actually, us. Actually, yeah. If you fucking go through us with iTunes, rate and subscribe. That shit actually really does help in the long run. It does it also really helps with our analytics? Also, if you're using a VPN, cool. But if you're actually in another fucking country, as I've said before, reach out to us. I want to know how you found us. Yeah. Because obviously we were doing something right for you. Because, yeah, apparently we are global. I've looked at the stats on uh, anchor.fm.com or whatever it is. And we're in like Ireland and uh, Ukraine. All these places. Wait, is Ukraine a thing? That's not a thing. Yes. The, The Ukraine exists. Okay. We're in like all these different countries and I'm like, there's no fucking way. But apparently according to Anchor, we are. So however you found us, I need to know. Please hit me up. I have an email. It's staysspooky at outlook.com. So do that. And next week, I'm going to be joined by a fellow podcaster. He owns, does, runs a show called The Shameless Picture Show. We're going to be on next week doing some movies. We we mentioned one earlier in the episode. So you'll have to go back and, and, and see what I said about what we're doing. But we're doing a couple movies. We're going to interview him and you know get his background in horror. So that's next week. Week after that, you'll have to come back to watch, to listen. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Same bat time, same bat channel. So tune in next week, guys. And until then, you better stay sti- st- <laughs> Stay tuned and stay spooky. Thank you, sir. Goodbye.